0: Us Podcast, Healthy Living for the Mind, Body, and Soul. My name is Ben Talugan. I am here as almost always with my co-host, Neil, the giant ginger Maxwell. And this week we have another guest with us, one we are very happy to. Well, he's actually welcoming us because we're visiting him in his gym. If you haven't seen the, you, if you're not watching this, you don't know, <laughs> but we are in uh, his gym. So Jeremy Stanberry, thank you very much for having us and for being here with us. And um, this is a This is a freaking awesome gym. Yeah, this is. We'll we'll get into where Jeremy hides this amazing gym. But um, so Jeremy is the founder or co-founder and owner of Open Window Theater. He is the founder and owner of Crux Point Fitness. He is a personal trainer, father of six, father of six. Good job. And uh,
1: <laughs> husband. <laughs> <laughs> all only to one. Things. Only so, one. All, <laughs> this is, all the things. Yeah. Same baby mama. Only one baby mama. There you go. Not to confuse anybody here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, Jeremy's had to recently close down his theater where he has this beautiful gym hidden in the backstage area uh, due to COVID restrictions here in Minnesota. Um, but uh, he's being kind enough to meet with us and talk about his experience of faith and fitness and kind of how they blend together for him and Neil looks like he wants to say something no never mind (laughs) so Jeremy welcome (laughs) yeah
2: thank you thank you it's great to be here and likewise welcome Um, yeah like you you wouldn't know by looking at it but yeah we're sitting inside of a professional theater right now this is a big chunk of our backstage only theater I'm aware of with a uh, commercial quality Jim, coolest theater ever. Okay,
1: and There's you're currently there. on pause, yes, because of COVID. You're not shut down, no, shut down. No, I mean,
0: that's that sorry, was the thing. Yes. I was like, I was to like clarify, <laughs> they are not permanently
1: shut down.
2: Yeah, well, God willing, exactly. Crazy, yeah, God, they will not um, be. I know it's tough times, but yeah, we're we're fighting. Very good. So,
0: uh, I thought of doing this, I had the opportunity and the joy of coming to see the very last live showing they had here before our most recent shutdown implications and uh thought you know jeremy should come be on the podcast and talk about his experience with this but also just talk about the play that he's got going on right now and i think this is a great time of year for people to even take part in that and just the environment that we're in right now it was very applicable um so why don't you tell us a little bit about the play Lolek that you've had going on, and then we'll get into the, the fitness aspect of this as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So Lolek, it's a, it's a play about the young life, the young adulthood of uh, Pope St. John Paul II and um, the experiences and uh, and things that really helped form and shape him during the Nazi occupation of Poland in World War II. And, uh, It's crazy you know a lot of people know of him obviously as pope but know very little about um, uh, what he lived through um, in poland during the Nazi occupation of world war ii i mean he lived through one of the darkest and seemingly hopeless times in human history and came out of it as a light of faith and hope for the world and um, uh, i mean it's just remarkable that you know, he later became elected the only Slavic Pope in in church history, which was kind of just unthinkable at the time. And so, but you see, you know, you see God's hand in his life during those years in in remarkable ways. And it's just a reminder, you know, as we're going through difficult, dark, uh, challenging times, um, his story is a beautiful reminder that our God is the God of history, but is also, you know, personally invested in our individual lives and has a plan and a purpose for us, no matter how difficult things get. And it's really a very inspiring story. So yeah, we've been doing that here in person, safely for four weeks, but got uh, temporarily shut down with the current pause in COVID, but the play is also running virtually. And um, uh, yeah, we invest a lot to, to bring the intimacy, the power of live theater on stage to the screen. Um, so we have quite the remarkable virtual experience of that show. Um, you know. Yeah, Um and
0: I've, I've seen I haven't seen the online version but I've seen stills of it and just the stills are breathtaking shots so uh, if you're looking for something to do if you are in a situation where you're kind of supposed to be staying at home and you're looking for something to do with your family or on your own or maybe even do a watch party this is a great way to experience the faith uh, in a very entertaining fashion uh, learn something new about a major player in our faith and in the history of the world really overall. Uh, And then also to support this awesome uh, venture that Jeremy has going on here at Open Window Theater uh, so that it can still be here when things open up again, they can open up and start doing in-person shows again as well. But to get into the, so we've got the faith part, obviously faith is huge for you. The whole purpose of this theater is to, in some way, give the faith whether directly or indirectly um but then there was another hiccup at one point with the theater and you had to put it on pause for a while a number of years ago and you picked up personal training as your your other uh livelihood so what what got you into personal training and fitness and
2: yeah Yeah, so I mean, I've been doing theater full time (laughs) since 2003 is when I founded my traveling uh, theater company and toured with Faith Based Plays.
0: I just love the fact that uh, Neil and I are sitting here right now in shorts and hoodies, yeah. <laughs> and if you watch, if you're watching the video, you will see that Jeremy is very much the theater
2: guy of the three of us. It,
0: I, I love that. And it's yet, very clear. and
2: yet, right around the corner here in the shower we have backstage is all my fitness gear, <laughs> so I'm constantly swapping between the two. You know, tomorrow morning I'll have a personal training session in here one-on-one with one of my clients, so it's always like, yeah, switching. Uh, but um, but yeah, so I had this touring theater company for um, eight years. We started then Open Window Theater in Minneapolis and were there for five years before having to leave there because of some problems we encountered down there. I uh, won't get into that whole story, but it led to a hiatus and a legal battle. And um, I took up personal training in the meantime, became a NASM certified personal trainer, National Academy of Sports Medicine. And was doing that full time then for three years, uh, three and a half years really. Before um, all those past issues got resolved, we were able to uh, get the theater back on track um, for reopening in this beautiful 10,000 square foot space in Mendota Heights area of the Twin Cities. Here had just reopened at the start of 2020, which was you know great timing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but we uh, opened our theater COVID. I know. But, you know, nonprofit theaters are always looking for a way, especially now, to be diversifying revenues, you know. so I, and, and I knew that I didn't want to give up the personal training stuff, wanted to keep it going on the side. And I thought, let's bring the two together and, uh, and get some fitness stuff going uh, out of here and have those revenues then support open window theater. So that's kind of how the two are, are merged now. That's awesome. So it's
0: open window theater with an actual functioning with an actual functioning gym professional yeah. <laughs> gym complete with a personal trainer backstage how many yeah. theaters you know have one of those <laughs> take that guthrie anyway you um, <laughs> okay you trouble over here um so but why, why did you decide to do the fitness? So you went, you decided to get into that fitness as What, what, you know, there was a lot,
2: there was a lot of factors, but at the time, like, I mean, my life had been devastated, you know, like the, the theater has always been my, my life's work. And, and um, uh, so for that to be suddenly gone, it was just like, my whole life just got turned upside down and you know, my family was struggling. I didn't know what to do. Like I didn't know what sort of, career shift to make because we were hoping that we'd be able to bring the theater back at some point we didn't know when that would be and I don't want to have to go back to school and try to learn something new and rack up debt and and you know uh, and then have to just abandon it eventually if the theater came back so I'm like what can I do that you know I can get on track with um, on a you know relatively reasonable time frame and uh, that I could keep doing if the theater does come back again you know it could be a permanent full-time shift, bring back. So anyhow, I I was, I was working out like crazy during that time because, you know, I just had a lot of stress and anxiety and angst to be getting out. And, um, and I thought, you know, I've got a real passion for fitness right now and had always had, but it was, you know, like most people, an up and down relationship. And um, so anyhow, I just started looking into it. I had a buddy, a theater friend of mine who had actually made the transition to personal training and, and, um, and a lot of, you know, theater people kind of do that on the side. So I was talking to him and, And I decided, you know, yeah, I'm going to make the leap. Um, So, uh, yeah, I signed up with um, National Academy of Sports Medicine, which was a really intense just education, Um, but it was great. I uh, got uh, passed the exam, got certified with them, and then just started putting the word out. And, um, yeah, I started getting clients and and, uh, just continued that that self-education while starting to train people and just made a work, was able to, you know, do that full time for a few years then until the theater came back and, um, you know, here I am now trying to bring those two together.
0: So what's the inspiration behind behind the name of Crux Point Fitness?
2: Why yeah, Crux Point? so, I mean, my faith is such a big part of who I am, you know, I mean, it is, uh, it is who I am, like my identity in Christ is what I want to be, you know, um, what, what shines through me and, so crux point, you know, kind of dual meanings, but but one, you know, crux is Latin word for cross, right. And mm-hmm. so I wanted to have that sort of um, Christ centered imagery in, in the name, but also, you know, just thinking about my own history of ups and downs with health and fitness, you know, which is the story of, of you know, 99.9% of most people. And, and, and for me, it was about, you know, hitting a, um, a crux or landing on a crux point of kind of that point of no return, you know, where my health and fitness would take a, a permanent shift for the better not just a temporary one, you know, but that really came down to a crux point for me, you know, and finding that, 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 that crux point that would put me on a more permanent path of, of, um, uh, you know, changing my health and fitness for the, for the better and not looking back, you know, and, and I thought, you know, that, that's something that I, I want to be able to help others find is their crux point that, 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 that permanent turning point, the point of no return, where we can make these, you know, more permanent shifts. And then how do we do that? How do we sustain that and maintain that? And it all really comes down to, motivation you know having our eyes on the prize and what is that prize that's going to you know motivate permanent change and then how do we uh you know create those those habits and the know-how to do it and, and implement it so so that's kind of the in a nutshell okay the dual meanings there
1: so with like okay so uh currently i guess trying to balance like the theater and the training about how many clients then do you usually like would you have like the capacity then to work with through here that's just my curiosity like imagining being like full-time dad and husband and running an entire other business than running this business as well yeah. kind of thing. like anything yeah
2: it, it, it is a lot so the, the the plan with this place is to get some small group fitness training yeah. going on here some small group classes and um uh And, you know, that's obviously (laughs) difficult right now with COVID (laughs) too, right? Yep. But that's where, you know, my time and energy can be more efficient. And again, I got some buddies that are are trainers as well. So we're looking at, you know, once we can get back to doing some stuff in here, you know, there's a variety of ways that we can go about that and have some, you know, various instructors and and things going on in here where it's not just me. Mm -hmm. But right now I've got a couple of one-on-one clients that I've hung on to from my previous training life um but yeah the one-on-one stuff is is a big investment and that's what i really don't have the time to keep building up right now but uh but yeah we want to get some small group classes going on in here and then you know see uh how others can be utilizing this space as well okay. yeah and and you know and some we talked a little bit about you know before the podcast started not in great depth but um but trying to do some faith and fitness stuff in here you know which kind of ties into what you're doing with the podcast, but you know, I, I had ran a faith and fitness challenge during Lent uh, one year, a few years back. And um, and then things started tracking for the theater to come back. But I thought, you know, from what I'd learned from that and the great experience we had with that, you know, I wanted to keep trying to get some sort of faith and fitness combination going here. So stay tuned for more information <laughs> on that. If you're local in the Twin Cities.
1: <laughs> well, I was just thinking like, right. cause I mean, that, that's something that's becoming very huge for I think a lot of like men's groups and trying to do that. And with um what's the thing that everyone's doing now? You did yeah. Yeah. it. Exodus 90. 90. Yeah, Whatever's right. doing Exodus 90, like one of the aspects of Exodus 90 is taking up regular, vigorous exercise. Well, yeah. in a post-COVID world, you know, I'll sign up your Exodus 90 group for a training for a couple of training sessions and then they come together and and get some get That's some work done. A, a great idea. Yeah. Uh, so there you go, go advertise with Exodus 90. Yeah. Um so, and it, but I, I had another question that I wanted to get to, but that was, so you're looking at the, the crux point and the, like, what is your watershed moment that's actually going to turn you, that's actually going to carry you through to lifelong change when, like, you found this um, with yourself and made the changes that you wanted to make and everything. But with working with clients, how many of them have come to you with that already happened and how like how many do you think like you helped them find
2: that yeah yeah well again yeah there's a couple of people i'm still working with that i've been working with for years and 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 that was kind of the case i built up a client base and, and the good thing was is you know i was able to maintain um, a number of those clients and uh, the only time that i was losing clients was you know because it was just like just a financial thing. Right. We, we can't all afford personal training. They wanted something to get them started and keep going with it. Sure. And, uh, but yeah, that, that, you know, that's, um, uh, I was able to find some success in that, especially with, you know, I mean, I'm over 40 myself. Um, and you know, I started realizing that this is kind of a crux point in our lives. When we hit kind of that <laughs> middle age point, you know, where, uh, I mean, just the prevalence of preventable chronic diseases. Uh, the numbers are insane, you know, today. Well, there's like a one in six chance um, that, that we'll die from heart disease. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I mean, just the prevalence of obesity and, and overweight and all the health problems that come along with that. Um, it's just killing tons and tons of people and it's, it's preventable you know, through, uh, through health and fitness, and it doesn't even require really radical (laughs) changes, but it does require some changes in in being consistent with those. And uh, and just helping people to realize the, the importance of that. And people just don't even know where to begin, right. And a lot of people that start going to the gym don't know what to do. And they get in over their heads, maybe get an injury and, you know, stop going with it. So it's about Combining the the motivations of the, of the why, mm. the why, and then the how, and and bringing those together, and um and and you know we all need accountability that that's huge. So providing that accountability to keep the eyes on the prize of ultimately the why you know why is this so important? Why am I doing this? And um uh, uh and then you know providing the how and then the accountability, and and that's really the you know, kind of the three-legged stool that, um, that people need to remain consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, cause you know, it's not, it's, it's not easy. We don't always want to work out <laughs> and it's nope. hard work and, uh, don't always want to eat healthy. That's hard work and um that's even harder work and you know it is <laughs> it is and and you know we're gonna fall we're gonna fail but making sure that we keep getting back up and and what are it's, it's all about sustainability you know we can go gung-ho for a month on something um a couple months two months three months but you know that's usually where we start falling off you mm-hmm. know uh, from those habits because the habits that we're trying to create aren't sustainable and so it's, it's really about sustainable habits, you know, and that's so applicable to everything in life. Like when it comes to our prayer lives, our spiritual lives, it's, you know, so much of it is about creating sustainable habits that we can be consistent with. And that makes all the difference.
0: Mm-hmm. And taking it one step at a time, trying to form those habits as well. So you're not just saying, this is, these are what the ha- habits that I want to change and then trying to attack all of them simultaneously. You pick one. And you, okay, I want more prayer in my life. So I'm going to start praying for 10 minutes every yeah. day. And that's where I'm going to start.
2: Yeah. And that's where it's so helpful with fitness stuff. You know, if you know how to set reasonable goals and what those reasonable goals should be, how to set those and how to achieve those, you know, suddenly it's like, you know, we're one, we're not buying into the lie that I can go through this complete and radical body transformation in a month or even (laughs) three months or even six months. You know, it's like, that's not what it's about. You know, you have people with that sort of goal and they achieve it and all of a sudden, boom, they just, they, they end up gaining all the weight back, losing all the progress because they think, great, I've, I've arrived. And, uh, and think that it's just kind of automatically sustainable, but it's not. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, it's all about kind of setting those micro goals along the way to get you towards the macro goal and then, and then being able to sustain that. And, and in the spiritual life, too, like we don't, we want to be, progress- we need to be progressing. And, um, you know, I, uh, I, I, can't go into prayer, you know, expecting to start levitating <laughs> and being a mystic, you know, because by golly, you know, I've, I've, uh, I'm, I'm going to church for 15, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to go sit in church for an hour and ex- expect to be a mystic, uh, uh, you know, saying, but it's, it's about, you know, th- these little goals. If I find that, you know, um, spending a huge chunk of time in prayer is not feasible for me in my life right now. Well, don't make that your goal then, mm-hmm. you know, it's like start with 10 or 15 minutes mm-hmm. when you can find it in your day and start building from there, you know, habits that are sustainable. And, and cause the Lord meets us in that, you know, and, and, and the Lord's going to work with us. And, you know, it's, it's, um, when we start training our body in a certain way with small things, you know, we can start building from there. And the same thing in the spiritual life. You know, you have to start somewhere that's feasible for you and then let the Lord yeah, help you grow from there.
1: Yeah, I think the, like, what is the phrase they say about, like, a special place in purgatory for the biographers of the saints? Because they they always, like, you know, make them so great and so holy. And it's the same thing with, like, fitness world. You know, you see... The professional athlete, you see the Instagram model and all those things like that, and you are just like that's not going to be me. And uh, you don't you come in wanting to be that, but you don't necessarily realize like the incremental steps in order to get there. Like I don't think very few saint stories talk about like the growth in sanctity and like the struggles that they actually get to to get there. Which I have not seen Lolo yet, and I hope that I did basically. I'm not sure. I'm not as familiar with Saint John Paul's. Uh, Story as his in his youth, but it would show like hit deeply his humanity and like a struggle in virtue and growth over time, kind of thing. Um, which I wanted to like trail back to that. Like, I don't want to like sidetrack conversation too much. Did you write it or
2: who, yeah. who was the writer? Okay. Yeah, yeah,
1: were you inspired by the fact that he was a play, an actor? Yeah, <laughs> that, like, I mean, that, that's how I first
2: learned about his younger life is when I, I found out that you know, uh, he was a playwright and an actor himself. Um, was intrigued by that, and then found out that you know he helped found an underground theater in mm-hmm. Nazi. So he believed so much in the power of art, the power of theater to help transform and renew culture that he risked his life for it uh, under the Nazi occupation of Poland. There's all kinds of types of resistance, right? There was political resistance, military resistance, all these things. He took up a cultural resistance through theater through the arts because he believed so much in it. and then thankfully heard and answered the call to the priesthood and then risked his life you know to enter the underground seminary but it's just a remarkable um, life. And of course he was, you know, he loved, I mean, the guy was really into fitness himself, right? Yeah. And, and Love the uh, loved the outdoors, and outdoors the loved and... being active and, and, and staying healthy. And of course he's the Pope that gave us the theology of the body. And there's so much theology of the body that's yeah. tied into fitness as, as well, right? Like taking good care of this truly the temple of the Holy Spirit God has given us, you know, and, and it's 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 pro life to take good care of ourselves yeah. so that we can be there as long as we can, um, and and be as productive as we can with our families, with our loved ones, those who count on us, and um, and take good care of the gift that God's given us. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, we've discussed before even just how uh, caring for yourself physically is an aspect of holiness. You can't yeah. be truly holy if you ignore your physical health because God's given you this body and caring for this body is, is part of serving him and following him, not to the point of, you know, excess, obviously, but, uh, eating healthy food and making sure you're getting sleep and being active in one manner or another, uh, is, is part of your journey to
2: holiness. It's a way that we can honor God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And honor the gift. Um, the gift of life and the gift of our bodies, which are a gift that he's given us. Absolutely. Totally a way that we can honor him. And uh... Hey, everyone. This is Ben. So we didn't
0: split our recording into two separate episodes tonight with Jeremy, as we have in the past with other guests. But uh, we did have a very good, longer conversation with him. So this seemed like a good spot to cut off for this week. We will be returning with the second half of our conversation with Jeremy next week, so be sure to tune in for that. Make sure you check out the play Lolek, the live stream version, at OpenWindowTheater.com. and also if you're looking to uh, find more about this podcast if you are a first time listener you can find us on Facebook Twitter, Instagram just search Prayer and Push-Ups you can also email us at prayerandpushupspodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com or check out our website at prayerandpushups.org we also have some new swag we were thinking of trying out so if anyone would be interested in a t-shirt or something along those lines uh, please let us know we hope you all have a wonderful week god bless let's get out there let's live intentionally see ya